You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody! This is Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast, episode 129. Getting up there. Uh, I am, of course, your host, Sinan Fording, live from New York City. And with me again is my co host, the Osman himself, Evron Osman! How you doing, sir? I'm doing alright, how are you? Okay, not bad. Could could be worse. Could be way worse. Um, it's good we always wait for Mondays so we can get that final result in. And this week, the final result gave me warm feelings inside. Fuzzy feelings, you could say. Um, congratulations to Hatay on a big result in the Super League for them. Their first match against a big Istanbul side. And uh, yeah, they got some... They got some something from it someone was like if if Galatasaray beats Fener next week the odds are 50 percent that they're gonna win the t- come on <laughs> like yeah three weeks in <laughs> like oh my god that's like gonna have nine points they, they could be two points ahead of us oh my god um let's also remember that this is a 40 match season so I think everybody should uh buckle down get comfy find a comfortable spot in your couch it's gonna be a long year um yeah, there's an extra, my calculations are correct, an extra 18 points in play this season. Yeah, exactly. Um, three extra teams. Yeah. No, it's uh, so. it's going to be an interesting season. And there's going to also be a lot of midweek matches, so we're going to be busy all year round, and um, our, our players are going to be busy. And so, yeah, it speaks well for the depth that we're sort of cultivating in certain positions anyway. For anyone who's worried about, like, what do we do with all these central midfielders? I think they'll all get their their wear and tear, uh, considering how many matches we'll have. Um, as for Europe, we'll talk about that. Um, may or may not be in the cards, but certainly if it is in the cards, that'll make this all even more complicated. But uh, yeah, let's let's focus on the task at hand. Uh, fo- first of all, let's talk a little bit about the main subject line, and that's going to be our big match against Antalya Sport. Our home debut, the, the homecoming match. <laughs> um, Evron, as as per usual nowadays, uh, tell us about the lineup. Who started for Besiktas? Any surprises? Um, I think it was the exact same lineup with uh, one change. A good one. But uh, I'll go through it just in case you for, weren't here or forgot the game. Uh, Erson and Gold, Nejip, Vida, Wellington, Sokol amongst the back. Atiba, Mensa, and Dorokan in midfield. That's the one change. Dorokan's in midfield. Ozan. Uh, Boyd and Hasich on the wings. And Mr. Family Man Laren up top. The Family Man. The legend grows. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good to see Dorokan get a full full match. He seems to be settling back onto the pitch, too, which was nice. Um, yeah, big match. And I think when you look at uh, Antalya's lineup, you know that they're they're full of talent all over. Dokan, Sinek on their wing, Hamilton, um, obviously Podolski coming in off the bench, Freddy, Nuri, Nuri uh, Shahi. Mr. Nuri Shahi. Kudriashov uh, <laughs> is sort of, I think, someone that we don't talk about much, but low key, very good signing on their part. Uh, Vesel Sadi, who's been around the Turkish League. Uh, been around the black and back, so to speak. Um, they also have a lot of players on the bench. Yeah, I was going to say. And like Yahovich up front is another guy who's been around. Ersan Gulum, for any uh, friend who remembers the fella. Dever Orgil, um, who's been also, he's played for Ankara Guju for a long time. Jamaican forward. Uh, Mukairu. And of course, we should probably mention um, Goktenis Bayraktar, who. Yeah, my guy, my guy. I don't even—I don't know if we picked up on this or not, but supposedly around March, 
it was rumored that we were we were coming in for him, uh, and that we'd even gotten him. I think it was in in March. It was when the uh, the transfer fell apart. I believe uh, it was around that time. And um, Khan kind of said like it wasn't like reported yet, but he said that a uh, transfer fell apart and it, it did fall apart. So. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, he he. he featuring eventually but he's coming off the bench uh spoilers no spoilers um but so yeah no real surprises i mean were you surprised to see dorakon instead of ozan no i mean it was a logical wasn't ozan injured choice, unless he, he had a... yeah ozan's out of the squad that's why he yeah, didn't play exactly. so i mean other center mids uh cartel kairo yulmaz or if you wanted to go really attacking lyich or if you wanted to move hostage in there or Boyd in there, but you know that would have been not been like like there was basically the only like for like was Dorukan with experience other than Cartol. Yeah, and I actually would Joseph not in the squad obviously. I would very much like to see Ilyich, Mensa, and Ativa, and actually we would see that happen eventually in this match. But um, yeah, he obviously they uh, I was in he being Sergan, which by the way, good news on that front. He has cleared the coronavirus. He's doing okay, so that's. Big thumbs up. Technically, it wasn't said again. It was his assistant coach. Yeah, that's what I say. Uh, instead of we don't know if he was on the phone making the, I, uh, I, I, you know, the, the assistant coaches have the, the, you know, like the AirPods in. You'd imagine they're talking to. Yeah, him, I know. I assume that uh, at least Sergan gave him some guidance as far as the starting lineup goes. Um, but so yeah, the assumption is that they concluded collectively that uh, maybe Liaich still maybe not quite ready. Also, remember he's coming in off of. Uh, recovering from the coronavirus himself at the end of last season and then picking up a little injury in the preseason so he may just be needing to get match fitness we'll see I don't know what the deal is with that but um, certainly they went with Dorokan and I mean he, yeah he put in a pretty good effort I think um, let's talk about it let's talk about this match a little bit anything happened in the early parts of the match that one needs to remember. I mean, Atiba and Dorokan each got yellow cards in the 10th and 27th yeah. minutes of the match. I don't recall much. I mean, to be honest, from the outside of this match, I was I was pretty happy with how we were playing. We looked composed. And unlike years past where we've needed the first half to sort of find ourselves, we actually came out of the gate playing really well. It was the first half that I thought we were particularly good. Yeah. I think, like, especially that midfield um, was extremely aggressive and pressing, along with Nsakala coming in from the back, and Nedjib was not part of that pressing group. But uh, Boy, Dorukan, Mensa, Tiba, and Nsakala, you know, were pressing like crazy. Even Hostage was pressing quite effectively, which he was, you know, Apparently he can't run is what they were saying before he came here, but it doesn't look like a lazy player no, to not me. Not at all, yeah. It has not shown through yet um, at all. Yeah, and um, it was like there was times where Antalya couldn't even get the ball to the back. Uh, we didn't really create like a crazy amount of chances, I would say, in that first half. We had a couple of headers that they could have done better with in that early part, but um, it was more just like you know the the domination of the game which I liked considering Antalya is a pretty talented yeah, team in especially like for uh, Ano Dolo especially team. midfield for midfield I think um, yeah <clears throat> I think Nuri Shaheen is probably the best um, number six slash eight in the in the league and like he didn't even touch the ball for that first thirty minutes because we were just on top of that back line so I thought that was very yeah good. and I think that's what you'd hope Dorkan would bring to your to the center of your midfield too. Uh, and he certainly did here. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, besides those two yellow cards, not a lot of action except for us just pressing and sort of challenging for a goal, maybe. But, yeah, sure enough, in the 33rd minute, um, a long cross would come in from, uh, was it? Was, was it, it Tiba? A long, yeah, a long ball from uh, Tiba. And, and Nejip would fight for it. He'd, it would, he'd use the top of his head. So, you know, there may have been a, a bit of luck at play here, but... Uh, at the same time, he did really well because that little sort of um, bonk it does off the top of his head kind of lofts it over the keeper just perfectly somehow. And it drops into who but the family man himself, Kyle Aaron, uh, to score his second goal in, in competitive play for us this season. 
Uh, everyone, tell us First about Super it. League what, goal, did yeah. I, I already over... Sorry, I stole your thunder here. Yeah, you basically... Already, I think it was um, our number six, Atiba, who I've been applauding for, you know, showing some courage to actually play the ball forward. He plays like a 45-yard diagonal ball um, on the dime into the overlapping Nejip. And uh, maybe he knew Nejip can't use his feet, so yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, he made him bonk it. <laughs> Whatever it was. Bonk it with your head. Yeah, Nejip has always been pretty good with his with his head. To be fair, as much as I clown him, um, his aerial ability has always been pretty good. And uh, you know, a header across goal perfectly to Laren, who could. I mean, he could have missed, but you know, just about couldn't miss. Yeah, well, I mean, and he got there, which that's that's where his physicality yeah. and size. It was basically like you just had to get there once he got yeah. there. No, the athleticism got him there. But yeah, once he was there, it was, it was in. He didn't have to use any technique, which is the perfect scenario for him, I'd say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, way to start it off. Dominant play, capped by a goal. We could have scored again shortly soon thereafter. Uh, in the first minute of extra time of the first half, Freddie got himself a yellow card. Um... Do you recall those chances that, that we nearly scored? Um, I think it was, yeah, it was Kyle Laren got the ball in from Mensa, like a little short pass. And he kind of like swiveled and tried to hit into the bottom corner, um, if yeah. you remember that. But it was kind of like, it was a little bit too close to Bolfin, the goalie. So he just kind of tipped it out for a corner. I mean, and credit um, to Bolfin, it was a pretty decent Laren's left foot was not helping no, him today. Not yeah, at all. I mean, it was bad. a decent save by Bolfin, but I think... Uh, Laren, again, like where his technique is required, he's he can be lacking, obviously. Um, also, there was another effort on goal uh, that dropped to Dorokan perfectly on his head. It was actually Tyler Boyd who set it up really nicely. Um, yeah, like a looping cross. I think that, that I mean, may have come Boyd. before the goal, actually, even. Uh, yeah. but it, was, it was Tyler it was... Boyd was really exceptional in the first half. Uh, he really stood out. As not just a guy who was like in the flow of the game well, but he he was doing some things on the ball, um, attacking well. Yeah, he, he definitely looked better than last week, even though he didn't get a goal or assist. Yeah, should have, probably should have, because I think Dorakon could yeah. easily have finished that. He had it really perfectly. That's how it is sometimes. Last week he was kind of eh and scores. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this week he has two great passes and nothing, no assist. Yeah. Yeah. But so for people who are critical of his like goals and assist tally, he could have had two here. Um, and also, I would say out of any winger we have, he's probably the best at pressing. Yeah, and that he, um, it really what what made him stand out was that he was beating his opponents to the ball and getting that extra step with his speed up, up past them. And you love to see that, obviously, from your winger. Um, I hit a couple nice back. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, that's right. He had some flash himself. too. That's true. <laughs> yeah, no, good, good, good game from him, but especially a good first half. But yeah, so that's how that that's how it would end at the half, with us up one nil. Uh, at the half, they would bring in Mukairu for Dokan Sinek, um, which I don't know. Like in the beginning of the second half, I thought it really came out just like it had in the first. We were pretty dominant still, uh, although it started to slip a little bit. I think maybe around the 60th minute, maybe. Yeah, I think when they made the second batch of substitutions, they put on Podolski and uh, Ori. Yeah, exactly. I think that's when the they started to get a little bit more control. Of the um, game. Tyler Boyd would get a yellow in the 62nd minute. Uh, Hakan Uzmerk would give way to Podolski, and Yahovich came out for Orgil. Um, and we brought Jermaine Lenzin for Hasic and Adem Liajan for Dorokan. And that, you know, I don't know if those were the right moves. Decision. Yeah, I mean, I. I, I, apparently, Dorukan had back pain, uh, you know, from carrying the team. I, I don't, I don't know, I don't really know. That's what the report is. Um, that's, that would I, be a funny. Uh, that's certainly a good metaphor. <laughs> um, but um, he was playing good before that, before he came out. So it wasn't like a performance issue. It was, maybe no. it was a fitness issue. Like you know, he hasn't played, as we said. He's yeah. Played, um, there was an article since since October. He's played a total. Um, before this game, he played a total of sixty-seven minutes. Um, in about twelve months. Uh, Today, well not today, but in the recent game he played 68 minutes, which is just about all he played combined the previous three appearances, so yeah. I guess he wasn't fit enough. 
There was an article saying he came, he was hurt again, and that, that yeah. it's something related to chronic something with the knee because of the whole thing. I I, I I take it all with a grain of salt. I think people are looking yeah. for conspiracies and looking for stuff to report, and they're over eager to report anything they hear. Um, he played well though is the important thing, and there's been no yeah. report of him being injured for any. Like he's not out. He's certainly not. Been if you want uh, some numbers real quick, uh, out of the eight duels he entered, he won seven of them. And um, he had 83% pass accuracy. Nice. Fortunately, no key passes for my man. Um, but, you know, in the midfield, he was winning the ball effectively, um, keeping the ball, etc. Um, yeah. Kind of like what I like to see. For sure. Uh, maybe maybe not in that Ozan role. It's a little bit different. I think you lose some creativity. But in terms of, you know, pressing, um, yeah, he's, he's really good at that. So. Yeah. Um. In the 77th minute, this would be sort of important. Uh, Gokhtin is by doctor would enter the game for Nuri Shahin, uh, and also Amilton would come out for Ufuk Akiol. I don't really know. Yeah, Ufuk Akiol. I don't know what his deal is. 23. <laughs> uh, but anyway, whatever the story is, they were definitely going attacking from then on. Um, and yeah, we were kind of not defensive. Uh... Yeah. I was gonna, so we, we took out Dorukan and put in Lyich, but like Mensa wasn't really covering the ground he was earlier in the game. Um, and we, we lost a little bit of that defensive. Mensa um, and Lyich were field. overlapping a bit, which is what you'd yeah. fear. Um, bring the two of them on. Like they obviously need to work that out should they play together. But um, also, Umut Nair would come on for Kyle Lahren in the 80th minute. And he. Yeah. Laren missed a big chance like three minutes before he came off. Uh, Boyd, if you remember, like beats his man down the line, has an open cutback, and then Laren. I guess Laren had too much time to think about it. It came to his left foot. He like weakly passed it to the corner, and uh, the goalie just tips it wide, um, like right outside the six-yard box. Yeah, could have taken a touch, could have smashed it, um, and we would kind of maybe look back on that. Amongst other chances, we would we had. rue that missed chance. Yeah. Um, but see, yeah, Umut Nair would come on, and he would be uh, useless in in ways that so Kyle Aaron would uh, get into good positions and maybe not know quite what to do with them. Umut Nair would not even do the former. Um, Mukayuru got himself a yellow card in the 83rd, but it would not stop the tide that was rising in the 85th minute. Freddy would assist none other than Gokdenez Bidaktar, who we were supposedly signing in March and apparently couldn't pull the trigger on for whatever reason. So lo and behold, the match, I mean, really against the run of play, although that you could you could certainly make the yeah, argument I mean, they were pushing for it. it. was like, was that 1-0, but kind of playing a little casual. Yeah. A little right, comfortable. We got a little like snoozy two, on two it. Two or three exactly. up. And then the ball like never went out. Um, before they all not to make excuses, but um, like it was they just they made some like, like boy like dribbled around the guy, kicked it against him, and then they said boy dribble out of bounds beforehand, but he clearly never did. Um, well, no, and that's very what obvious. actually happens is that it did go out, but it goes off out, it goes out off the other guy. Boyd is already out of bounds enough that by the time yeah. it touches his foot, it's already out, and so it should be our throwing. And I think it was like Atiba and someone else was like yelling at the ref. This um, happens a lot to us somehow. <laughs> yeah, it happened against Gala, kind of similar. Like we weren't like, they just kind of threw the ball in and like the midfield was kind of like all over the place. Walking like, hey, back. hey, 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 wait, no, no. And then like by the time they're <laughs> ready. Wellington was doing Wellington things. Um, yeah. And okay. uh, he stepped up for like, not no reason, but a little bit prematurely. Uh, Freddie slots in. Um, Gekton is Bidaktar, who's getting surrounded by Vita and, and Sakala and Wellington were all converging. And he just dribbles right through all three of them and dinks it over Erson's leg. Really quality finish, Confident if you're going to be honest. From an 18-year-old. <laughs> yeah, great uh, debut from the someone, kid. Who someone said he was a top talent. I'm not going to say who that was. Um, <laughs> even though he played the fourth division. Um, oh, you know, whatever. What do I know? Um, uh, but so, yeah, like we would... Try to scrap for something from then on. Lance got a yellow card in the 91st. Mensa got a yellow card in the 93rd. You know, I and, record these things just yeah. so you remember someday when... Orgil, I think we should mention, before his yellow card, there was a very contentious position 
where Atiba flicks on the header right into his hand or his arm. Yes. Um, and VAR told the referee not to review the play, which um, for me was was pretty questionable. I guess his arm wasn't like way out, but then I think it's a I think it's a penalty. I'll be honest. And then it was he, the ball was going towards the corner of the goal. The goalie may have said it, may have not, but he blocked it with his arm very clearly. Um, that's not in contention. No, and the idea all. is he's bringing his arm in, but he's not really. He doesn't bring. He's bringing his arm towards his he's, body. No, but it was not just like, like fully. it was just sitting there. Yeah. No, it's not like it's clearly he's bringing it towards his body to prevent that from happening. In fact, I don't think. I think it's fairly clear he's not. Um, he's just sort of moving it sort of casually without trying to tuck it in. So. Uh, I I think it's a garbage. I think that's garbage. Uh, I think that combined with the fact that they gave our throw-in to to yeah. Antalya that led to their goal, it's just not a good look. You think, all right, we kind of like I'll, even if your instinct in, is like, all right, we're not going to go to VAR. <laughs> like let's say okay, we sort of screwed them on the throw, and let's just let's just satiate them and go. You know what I mean? Like throw us a freaking bone here. What the hell was that? So that that sucked honestly. And yeah, so that's how it ends. One to one. We drop a point. It's obviously disappointing. I will say that uh, four points from our two first two matches is not the end of the world. Um, it's even pretty good considering that this is the patch we have to survive while we're still trying to bring in the talent we need, such as a striker and a right back, which we clearly need. Um, as happy as we all are that the family man scored, I think in a lot of ways with the two misses, he showed why we need uh, a steady sort of number one striker to have above him. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think, again, with 40 matches in the league and some Europe and all that, maybe uh, the domestic cup, we'll have a need for, for, for Kyle Lahren, too. I hope he's ready and, and able to keep contributing and um, convincing us that he has a role for role to play with us. But um it go. I think for me, the moral of the story from this match is that we needed a striker uh, and, and a right back too. But you know, to, to Nedjif's credit, he's actually filled in fairly well uh, for for what we had expected of him anyway. Um, I, we definitely still need a right back as well. But so, but, I mean, yeah. before we get into rumors, though, let's let's wrap up. Let's do some stats, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But. Uh, I, would you agree at least that that was kind of the moral of the story here? I mean, I think there's two things was the uh, we didn't create like like 65 chances and just miss them all. I think we created like five, three good chances, yeah, maybe. maybe five yeah. and scored one. And then in that second half, um, we did not like shut up shop at all. Not saying we have to park the bus, but, you know. If you remember the last game against Trabzon, like when we're up, we conceded that first goal. We just, you know, started passing it around, keeping the ball, um, you know, making sure they didn't get another chance. This game, we were kind of like, we want another goal, but we don't want to track back. And it was looking a little scary. And then we left um, some gaps that really didn't need to be there, to well, be honest. And this uh, is the thing about the subs you make. is It's like, all right, you take uh, Dorokan off for, for Lijic, maybe he's injured, whatever. It's fine. Um, you've gone a little more attacking, but then you, when you also take Kyle Lahren out for Umut, you also take off the sort of physical presence that can kind of waste time and hold the ball. And um, yeah. you know what I mean. So you, you're you're losing two aspects of whatever could be happening up front. They could at least be wearing them down and, and taking time off the clock. Umut Nair is, is completely useless. He doesn't seem to know how to make a run whatsoever, and he's really just the beneficiary of. Those late-minute scrambles where everyone's running towards the goal and they're just like bu bumping it up as fast as they can to try. You know what I mean? Like that's the only time he's really yeah. been impactful. Um, so I, I mean, we uh, could have subbed on another center back or potentially Ridvan if they wanted to. We had two extra subs that we didn't use. Um, could have really like you know, if they wanted to play five at the back, maybe a little crazy. But at the same time, they made three offensive subs and then. I think Lajic for, uh, for Dorokan was extremely offensive. Even if Dorokan had to come off, they had time to correct that, like 10 minutes later, and they chose not to. Um, and we also had an additional substitution. Like, group is there still five subs in the Turkish League, so we used two sub breaks. So we had an additional sub break that we did not use. Yeah. So, uh, you know, 
some tactical errors in that regard, perhaps. I think you can expect some of it when your coach is out, perhaps. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, ultimately, again, at the end of the day, beyond the fact that we clearly need a striker, the good news here, and I think there is a lot of good news for us to take from it. A, we didn't drop, you know, we got a point out of this. Um, despite, but, but in getting a point, we also played pretty well. We showed cohesion. It looks like there's a real team out there, you know, that's, that's, uh, there's some camaraderie at work perhaps, or whatever it is, you know, they're, they're, they're a real unit and they're playing together. You can see the midfield kind of really uh, growing into its own. Obviously we, we've still yet to even see Joseph um, establish himself in the middle of the, the team there. Well, yeah, he hasn't got his license yet, so. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole thing, but, um, but you know, so it, it looks like that's gonna be a real strength of ours this year. We'll see about that. Obviously, if we can get good performances out of Tyler Boyd, like we did in that first half, um, and Kudu's going to be coming back as well. So, uh, with Gokan Ture, who we have to formally introduce to decide this episode. Uh, but yeah, so like, there's a lot of pieces that work. To, uh, and, and obviously, again, the main ones being a new striker and right back, which are going to be so important going forward, obviously. And so. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're scraping by in these early matches without those important pieces. And, I, you know, at the very least, the, the deadline's coming up. So that, that can't be delayed much further, you'd imagine. Uh, what is the official deadline? It's October 15th, isn't it? I believe so. It's usually I know it, but it's been so... Um, Screwed up. Hectic. Um, well, so, uh, you know, in the next you know, week or two, over, but... we're running out of time, so... Uh, yeah, usually the deadline would have ended t- like 18 days ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we didn't so. start until, yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, anyway, point being, it's not a tragedy by any stretch. And uh, there's a lot of football to be played. And this team is rounding out despite lacking a few pieces still. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of positives at work here. I believe it's from what I see October 5th is what I see oh October 5th even better which means that yeah. we literally are, are down to our final like 10 days here which I mean yeah, frankly they don't need much days. time <laughs> they shouldn't like I, I, I almost I'd like to see Ahmed Nurchebi just rushed for once because he keeps putting things off oh we don't want to be <laughs> we don't want to be rushed by this upcoming match you know I'm, I'm really getting tired of seeing that that tweet you know uh, the morning of a match day <laughs> We don't want to, or the, the day before, you know, we don't want to be rushed by the upcoming match. Uh, so we're going to, you know, not, so that, that just means that, okay, that's two, at least two more days without a striker enough. Every week, every other week, day or so. Uh, but so, yeah, hopefully we'll get some answers in that regard. Um, but first, before we talk about all that fun stuff, let's circle back to this match. Evron, uh, statistics. What have you got for us? Possession. How, yeah. I think we, we, we probably <laughs> no, won. No, no fancy no? stats today. But, uh, no. Yeah, we had 60% overall. Um, and that was a drop. We had 70 in the first half. So. Yeah. Um, 12 shots to their 8. Um, both of us had one. This is one big chance created. I don't think that's accurate. I'd say we had more than that. Unfortunately, I do not have the expected goals numbers. No XG. Sadly. Uh, we definitely had um, more but, shots, uh, but about as many on target as what they're under. Yeah, it's about the same on target. Um, they were pretty clinical, I would say. Yeah, if they had as many shots as we did on target, I think that that means there are a bunch of dinkers from outside of the box that they count, you know, that just count statistically, but not really as um, far as the actual yeah, outcome. We got, like, I don't know, I feel like the one thing was we definitely didn't get any, like, ref help, but that's... The penalty, as I mentioned, was it wasn't like super wrong, but based on what we've seen called for other teams, yeah, especially we've for seen, us, like yeah. similar handballs called. I mean, I have reread the rules just to be sure, and uh, the current interpretation says if it's um, directly from an opponent's head, it there's there's only a clear distinction saying you cannot score with your hand no matter what. There isn't a clear distinction. You would think there would be saying that you can't block a shot with your hand. Even if it's destined for a goal, that's not a clear distinction. Um, so, since it was, if it, they think it was in a natural <coughs> position, I guess. Um, but on top of that, there wasn't really any, like, we, just, we got five yellow cards, which is probably not good. Um, <laughs> I think most of those were kind of garbage, in my opinion. Um, yeah, no. Even Atiba got cheap. a yellow card. 
you know, you sometimes you wonder if they if they call these cheap ones so that they, you know, it's it's like a way of screwing us. We don't really notice it much yeah, in the middle of the flow of the game. Ten games down the road, right? You don't notice it, but so then they keep they accumulate, and we, we miss guys for for big matches or whatever it is, and that's the way of the the refs the refs can kind of impact things they want. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, so so that's it, one to one. Let's go through our positions. We'll. Uh, We'll come to some idea of a man of the match and all that. And then in the process, while we're going over the positions, we can also in, insert rumors for certain positions where guys are lacking. Uh, and, and that way we'll take it all out. Two birds with one stone. Um, but yeah, let's start from the back. Erison, Erison Destinolu. What were your thoughts on his match this week? You know, I really don't remember much of what he did. Me neither. Um, Very indistinct from him. I, I think he, he, had, he had a decent game with his feet which is what he did for most of the game um yeah i do remember long balls I, were pretty good i said in the group chat that he's a phenomenal passer uh which yeah coming from like tolga zengen that's that's a great yeah good thing definitely not a tolga in terms of kicking mm -hmm. um i don't i know he made some saves but like they you know i just I feel like they were right at him to be honest the ones that i remember and then the goal i mean it was a one-on-one -on -one. Um, to be fair, Mr. Uh, Gekdeniz was very calm yeah, in the finish. Very clinical. No, I, I don't think he did anything wrong. Right no, him. he didn't do anything wrong. He, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I think it was more of a you know, the not reacting to the throw in well, and the uh, one guy dribbling through three players was probably more of an issue than than the yeah exactly. actually not saving a one on one. So no, and I think he even sort of went the right way and did the right thing and just you know Gokdeniz actually lofted it really nicely over his leg. Yeah. So what can you do, man? That's just what it is. Um, back line. I mean, again, we had Vida and Wellington. Um, no subs for either of them, uh, which meant no Montero, uh, which I don't know quite what the deal is there. I guess we're still getting him match ready. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they looked pretty solid most of the match, but again, you can't help but note their, their role in that final goal or in that final, in their goal. Uh, and, and allowing yeah. them to score, right? Because like you said, uh, Gokhtanez sort of breezed right by two out of two of our central defenders, so, uh, as well as in Saikola. But, you know, to his defense, he's in support there. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Pretty decent matches up until the, the big screw-up, no? Yeah, I mean, I didn't have much to do defensively. Um, it was a lot of possession, and they were decent in possession at least <laughs> um i mean let's let's say this wellington did not get a card so he's uh that's yeah. that's that's good and you know he yeah, i'm just re-watching the goal right now and um it's like the it, it wellington steps right into that midfield you know the 90th minute and then opens up a gaping hole for like literally no reason um maybe you would say yeah the midfield should have been there they should not have fell asleep but it, it wasn't and when he steps up, he literally like opens. He steps the wrong direction and opens up the lane for Gekdenis. Um Vita had Orgil covered. It would have been Dorakon's yeah, side, what? remember? And so with Lyajic yeah. in, that means Mensa slides that that, and he's probably playing a little more advanced up the midfield. So yeah, I mean, and it's then Sakala also kind of falls asleep. Yeah, he went kind of the wrong way, right? There. Um, now he just like didn't pick up Gekdenis right away. He hesitated for a second. Um, but yeah, Wellington left his spot. I, I don't think Vita, Vita tried. He did slide and he almost got the ball. Um, but I think Insakla and Wellington looked pretty bad on the goal. Sweet. Um, and uh, and I, especially so, yeah. Wellington, I think, right? So, again. Yeah, Wellington, it was pretty stupid to step out. But if you are going to step out, you have to A, close the lane that you're leaving. Like, you know, logically, if you're going to leave a spot when you're coming out, you want to Make sure it's sort step, of covered. Like, he, he, he was a left center back and he stepped out to the right. So he just left a spot yeah. that he was supposed to cover. If he's going to step out, you should step out into cover the lane right. and just clean the guy. Yeah, right. Like get the yellow card or win the ball. Yeah. Or at least like uh, make the illusion that you're kind of ready to trek back, you know, and cover that zone yeah. again. Should if he stepped out and like went through his legs or something, I, I would not have said like that he's at fault, but he literally like just left the lane exactly. open. Exactly, and then didn't even make um, up for That it, was yeah. his job to cover. Exactly. So he's, I would say he's probably like 60% at fault. And then um, in Sakla not tracking his man, Correct. he should definitely, you know, recognize as a professional player at his, at his big age, that if the player in front of you leaves his spot, the center you back, then usually quick. the left back 
left back will step in and cover. Wait. Um, so both of them looked very. Because he did cover, but not like you said. I just said he hesitated, right? You gotta. I mean, again, I think he's. It's his job to make up for Wellington's mistakes. So that's like. The mistake yeah. on top of a mistake, you know what I mean? So I, I'm still, that's why I think Wellington gets the bulk of it. But yeah, you know. And Vito good. already had Orgill covered, so I don't I don't blame him. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, and so that covers the left back as far as Insakala goes. Um, yeah. Again, like a pretty solid game, actually, most of, most, of, most of the time until the one collapse. Yeah, I mean, I think his individual duels in Sakala is really good. Um, you know, when the player takes him on one on one, he very rarely gets dribbled past. Yeah, exactly. When he dribbles the ball, he's usually pretty effective. Um, he's a little bit sloppy today, but um, just that that mental that mental lapse was really not <laughs> well timed for yeah, us. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, I was I was ready to give him and Wellington praise for the match until that that goal they scored, and that was a big bummer. You know, because certainly that put a big uh, negative vibe on their performance but whatever it was what it was uh the right side Nedjip again surprisingly like solid n- nothing to do with the goal uh and he contributed on the offensive side with the assist uh any side notes on him oh Nedjip yeah. I mean he, he looks like a train wreck every time someone's dribbling at him um but in some situations you know like heading again like i think there's like his stats is he won nine duels at it but six of those duels that he won were literally just headers nice um <laughs> so <laughs> outside of headers like he does okay um i'd rather him out on the wing than uh messing things up in the midfield but um yeah for sure he was okay you know had the assist so you can't really blame him for anything he didn't do anything to hurt us but um you know, he does not offer much of an overlapping presence. No. And that, you know, you would hope for. And he has no pace. And, like, the one-on-one dribbles, like, against him, is just, it can be really a nightmare. And in a game where we were lacking a spark, it could be useful to have that extra little bit of dynamism yeah. coming. And especially what, if we talk about the uh, potential Europa League opponent we have, that is not the player I want getting taken on. Um, one-on-one consistently by those players yeah and well and so let's this is our first little foray into the transfer market talk so obviously the rumors on the right back it's kind of cooled we haven't heard a lot uh nazim sangade signed with fenner um for for like 1.75 mil too which is uh so yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we could have we should have been able to do that but whatever um beyond that uh david santone it's quieted completely. Haven't heard. A, haven't heard a lick about that. Um, yeah. The only sort of news that's come about is concerning another U.S. men's national team player uh, in the way yeah, of for the second time. Yeah, DeAndre Yedlin. Who did we mention him in the last episode? Maybe very briefly. But. I think we mentioned him like when he first came up, and then they were saying like, "Oh, uh, I think Orta said last episode that like we're not gonna be able to get him." But he, for some reason, popped up again. I think it was right media. after Nazim. And, and he came back up with the yeah. Turkish media right after Nazim signed with Fenner. And I think, yeah. yeah. And then the English media said that apparently Newcastle let him go for free. So. Yeah, I think that's what contributed to the news cycle bringing yeah. him back in. And, that, and they listed Bishkash as the team. Sky Sports, which is usually doesn't, you know, mess around. Doesn't make things up, but. Yeah, who knows? Uh, who knows this time? Um, yeah, yeah. Besides that, there's no other real news about right back, and so we'll slide back no. into our positions. Um, back of the midfield, uh, Dorokan. We, we really kind of already talked about his match. He played well until he left, maybe because of injury, maybe just to keep him healthy. Um, yeah, just a solid outing from him. Atiba is my man of the match. This week, I'm giving it up to Atiba. He, I thought, really, um, again, just showed that sort of new dynamism uh, that he's found in this new position of his as a 35-year-old. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, 37. 37, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I do not. When when I watch Atiba play as a six, I never say, oh, man, I wish that we had El Nenny here instead. Um, I think Sergan said he's, that was our biggest miss, but um, I think Atiba just... Um, 
covers more ground and he certainly passes the ball and just as accurately. I mean, last game he had 98% pass success for Santalia and the game before that he was like 95%. Um, and then he, you know, has the, the key pass to our goal. Um, and he doesn't like drop in between the center backs as much and just sweep the ball back and forth between the center backs. Kind of let the, lets the center backs sweep the ball between themselves and then picks it up off of the, uh, like the, the first entry pass into the midfield to then spray it forward, which I prefer versus El Nani just, you know, two touch back and forth. So it helps break teams down. But I think that's probably our biggest issue, especially without Lyage being fit, is, you know, just breaking down those teams. Yeah, for sure. Even though we struggle with that today, or not today, against Antalya also. Um, and Travis, that's something we struggle with. And you, sometimes you need that deep midfielder who's not getting pressed as much to pick that pass out. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm a little torn. Like, I feel like we're creating enough chances, clearly, that if we had a really clinical striker, we probably wouldn't be feeling it as much as we do. But without that clinical striker, it's even more pronounced. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I, I don't think with this team right now, there's no, like, star. Yeah, there's not a strength. The exactly. that won the title we had. The first year title, we had Burak Ilmaz and not Burak Ilmaz, Mario Gomez. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we also had players like Quaresma behind him and Sosa and Ozan were having great seasons. The next season, we had Talishka. Quaresma, those are players who won the game, you know, by themselves, created huge chances by themselves. Yeah. Um, this year, we don't like, we don't have those type of players. And like, um, you know, Lijic, Mensa, we might, but again, like, yeah, For I think me, the big is question the mark is one, the striker. But he hasn't been playing, so. Yeah, I mean, again, and the big question mark is who's who's going to be a striker? Because I think we have pieces that can like feed a guy like who, who could sort of be prolific, who could score twenty goals for us or something. But uh, minus that, I don't think we have guys who are going to create twenty goals between them. You know, between yeah, three I or four guys Kostic in the midfield. Could be that player, but just not right now. Um, no. I think he still needs a year. Or so to you know get his his game under you know yeah and we'll see who knows that, that's like the wild card I'd say he, he and and Tyler Boyd maybe turning a corner uh, you know th there are like a few possibilities right if Tyler Boyd could become the player he was for Ankara Guju for us uh, that that would be helpful yeah um, I think Boyd has turned the corner already it looks like I, you yeah know, no I, he it looks seems, like he might be a yeah. uh, we know one goal every three games type player. Could be great. Um, contribution, which is going to be pretty good, better than, you know, what we had last year on our wings. Um, but, you know, as terms of that, you know, carrying the team, I don't think Boyd is capable of that. No. Um, but I do think he can be, like, if there is another star. Exactly, yeah. That's, all, that's what I'm saying. Him, exactly, yeah. A star along with him for him to, you know, be that. You know, he can press. If you kind of remember how old Jai was, you know, he would press, link up well, and then be able to finish. Mm -hmm. um, Boyd hasn't figured out how to finish yet, unfortunately. But, you know, that, you know. Link up play, pressing, keeping his position, and letting. But his finishing—it's not like I don't. He hasn't shown a technique problem like maybe the Kyle Larry. No, he's has. he's just been choking. Yeah, exactly. To be honest. Yeah, exactly. And, it, is, and like he's, he's been on target, but his shots been saved. Like, you know, yeah. unlike Laren, where I think you can say there might be a sort of technical deficiency, but you know his athleticism sort of gets him into the right places sometimes. Anyway, you know, uh, yeah, it's. He's a, again like a, a sort of wild card. We we don't know what the the ceiling for him is yet. Yeah, but again, it's not going to be what makes the season for us. Nor will Hasic. I don't think we're we're definitely like this striker is pivotal, yeah, pivotal, and we're gonna really have to rely on this move, whatever it ends up being. So I mean, let's move on. So we talked about Atiba, Durkan. There's Mensa, who we have not really talked about in depth. Um, he showed some. Uh, deft touches, some nice little dribbles, but um, maybe not as good as the match against Trebzon. I think in Trebzon he was fantastic. Yeah, I think he kind of he did create chances. To be fair to him, but uh, when that last thirty minutes, when you know when Dorokan came off, I think he faltered a little bit, and we needed someone to be a little more disciplined. Um, and he kind of just matched the team attitude of, you know, oh, this is fine. You know, the, the intensity relax. wasn't yeah, there. Exactly. Um, and we definitely did. We're not giving the ball. Like, I think once we conceded the ball, the goal is just like give it to Lyich and let's hope for the best. That was basically like, the game plan at that point. Yeah. And, you know, we, we had half of that intensity and 
Mensa didn't really contribute to that, in my opinion. Um, but he definitely wasn't like terrible or bad or in any way. Uh, by the way, uh, Luis Suarez is going to Atletico Madrid. So if anyone dreamed of him coming, sorry. Um, but so yeah, uh, moving things on. I guess any notes on Adem Liaich's performance? He didn't really stand out much to me, to be honest. Only like he touched the ball until he conceded. Uh, maybe he did, um, but it was like he was kind of just like trying to get onto loose balls. And then, um, like, literally the second we conceded, the team was like, all right, now we need you to win this game for us. Yeah. And, it, you know, it just didn't happen. Uh, I think he had that cross to a team, but that was the, the handball situation. And he tried a couple other things. But, you know, you need that before the 86th or 87th minute for him to, uh, you know. Establish him. You would rather have seen it when he, like, when he came on to have the team have that urgency. Okay, let's give it to him. Let's finish this game. Um, and, uh. It just wasn't like that, so. It wasn't happening, exactly. Um, so moving on to the wings, we had Hasic and Tyler Boyd. We've really already, I think, covered Tyler Boyd as bad as much as we can. Uh, good performance, especially the first half. Second half, he, ta- he flagged off a little bit, got a yellow card. But, you know, all, all in all, solid outing from him. Hasic, what have you got on him? Um, <laughs> kind of similar to the Zone game, looked lively at times mm-hmm. but um wasn't you know as effective in that final third as you know you would want i think boyd was more effective in the final third um hostage wasn't bad i think you know his pass complete all his like his numbers are fine but uh you know you want him to you know cut in and, and have a hit from like you know 30 yards have a hit from 20 yards dribble through you know just have that moment of magic and we haven't seen it yet um i think there were there was that one moment where he dribbled past two players and had a nice pass out wide think it was to Boyd and then yeah. nothing came of it but yeah, it's, it's it's like is once the game yeah that was know, a pretty I, good I touch though you're right that was a nice touch to Boyd I think he to, can yeah. do more which is, is just my thing is that like you can clearly see he's capable of being one of like the best players in the league and it's not like he's playing bad it's just he's he's not it's not quite all clicking yet so it's you know I, I want to see more of him but you know it's right now he's kind of playing like kid and fry when he's really capable of a lot more yeah for sure um obviously ken fight's not a bad player but um could be a lot better yeah no yeah and he he flared out way too fast i think he should have kept improving beyond like he stopped at like 22 um <laughs> no yeah it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting what happens with our wings but at the position i'm sort of in a weird way not that focused on i feel like we have a lot of talent i mean the biggest disappointment yeah. for me was probably how ineffective Jermaine Lenz was. You'd want him to be a super sub at the very least. Who yeah, could I don't, I don't even think like Lenz was not better than than hostage. No, um, uh, he. I think we're gonna have so. to sell him given his salary. You know. Yeah. So I think the thing with the hostage also is that he did the best. The biggest plus is he worked hard. Um, so you know, even though his talent isn't quite clicking right now, it's not like he's just like walking around the field. Um, like maybe. Muhammad Demirjian might have done back in the day. <laughs> he's, actually, you know, he, you know, he's covering all of his all of his grounds. He's making tackles and everything. So I think it's it's all positive in the future. But for now, it's like you know, we, we when the team's not winning, you know, it gets a little bit more scrutiny. I'm shocked that your first memo reference was a negative one. I <laughs> thought we'd get some positivity. Out of you. I know you're not. You're a pretty big well, fan mean, of his uh, one, one league performance. I, I think I, I think he's one of the best players to ever play in Turkey on the ball. Just, <laughs> there it is. He did not really get a chance because he refused to run um, to this day. <laughs> Even for Istanbul score, wherever he is now. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, that's it for the wings. And now we obviously have to get to the main subject always every week because it just remains unresolved. And But today we have some interesting news. Um, Good and or bad, it really kind of depends how you feel about it in a weird way. So, obviously, when we're talking about the striker in the match, uh, we're talking about Kyle Laren and Umut Nair, who we've already talked about in both cases quite a bit. Umut Nair was something of a tragedy given uh, what we needed of him. Uh, he came in before they scored the goal, too, and I don't even think we would have made the sub had we known they were going to score, because I, I think we all know he's not someone you rely on. Kyle Laren, on the other hand, again, as we said, Played fairly well, scored a goal, which is obviously important, but obviously 
him had a couple big misses and uh, is not quite what we need technique-wise as our first striker, though could be fine as a backup. Uh, we could use a little bit of a maybe um, salary wage cut if he'd be uh, sort of feeling charitable, <laughs> maybe. Um, otherwise, I'm not sure how feasible he is as a backup, honestly. But um, let's talk about the fun stuff because I think we all we get it, right? He's he did fine. He, he could be even a contributor, but he's not going to be the main contributor for us up front. And yeah, I think he proved my last episode statement right, where maybe last or two episodes where I said he, you can't win the title with him, but he's not a title winning striker. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's gonna he, he for him to work would require us to have far more talent in our midfield. I think we could say. Uh, and what we were saying earlier, we don't have any real decisive guys there unless a number of wild cards pan out. Uh, but so where does that leave us, uh, Evron? I'll, I'll let you talk since I've been rambling a bit. Yeah. Um, so, so like first, same college, names as last. Let's talk college because there's there's news, and uh, it's good or bad for those of us who aren't fans. Maybe good news. <laughs> yeah. So it does look like college is not uh, panning out. Um, so the, the thing is he still has a year left on his contract. Um, so, you know, obviously they're not going to loan him. It would be, uh, they would have to let him go for free with a year left on his contract, which is not the most recent reports are saying that Aletico will not do that. That's what all, you know, Mr. Sarah John Dickman, everyone are reporting. And the rumors are that, uh, not teams bigger than us, but teams with way more money than us are in for him. Roma. I think you could say and, Roma's uh, a little bigger Villa. than us, frankly. Maybe not. Maybe, yeah, maybe Roma, but Austin Villa are definitely, you know, they have more money. Not like I don't think they have the same pedigree, but they definitely have that, you know, that TV money. Sure. Um, so they're gonna outbid us. <laughs> or, or, by by <laughs> which mean they're gonna actually pay for him. Yeah, they can pay two dollars instead of zero dollars, yeah. but um, uh, or like two million probably. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, so it's not looking good because I think Roma's a more marquee landing spot for him, so he might be yeah. more inclined to go there. Uh, the Premier League, obviously, he could make a name for himself in his mind. I don't think he would. I think his best option would be to come to Vegetas because he, any chance he has of, of being a prolific scorer, I think he's got to he's got to establish that and, and prove it on. And like in Turkey is the sort of league where he could. That said, I don't want to be taking that risk. And, and uh, what if it doesn't pan out? And what if he's just not that good? Because he hasn't been a prolific striker since he was in the Serbian league like 10 years ago or something. So <laughs> uh, so I don't need any of that mess. Uh, what I do want to hear more about, however, sir, is the next bit of gossip. Tell us about that. Acepor. Uh, yeah, uh, what's is... his name? Serdar Saliday? Or... Yeah, this is Sonda Kika. I think we got this like an hour before we started uh yeah. recording yeah so they're saying um abubakar is back on the table uh which i like to hear and they're saying tonight which tonight i guess for them means within the next 20 hours because they reported that at midnight um <laughs> so they said to, if porto approves abubakar will come and then i think there was a a funny line saying that he'll sign all sorts of contracts, which I think they mean, uh, like the injury. Clauses, yeah. You only pay me. Injury yeah. clauses, Give me a little yeah. extra if I make it 20 games, a little more if I make it 30. <laughs> yeah. 10 goals, I get X amount. Yeah. yeah um, all, yeah, lots of clauses. I, you know, I think this was a transfer that was going to happen last year, but Orman, not Orman, Abdul Abjo wanted Diaby instead. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, sir. <laughs> oh, uh, we're at that point again. Um, I would like to see him play. I know some people say he's not the same player. Chronic Sakat. I've heard it all before. Um, you know, he had to be fair. I understand the, the statistics behind ACL re-injuries, but he's at almost two years, um, without re-injuring. I think we had, you know, we had injuries within the same month. So we're, I know, like, I know exactly what his timetable is. Yeah. So he has surgery a month earlier than me, so he's at like 20-something months without re-injury. And I, that time for re-injury with either the same knee or the opposite knee greatly decreases between 7 to 10 months. Yeah. And then after that, it kind of levels out, um, slowly declines. Like if you remember Zaniolo, who just retore his ACL, he came, that was, I believe, 8 months after his surgery, he retore it, which is within that, you know, that, that high-risk time. 
So Abubakar is well past that well that well the higher risk zone, but that risk never like reaches meets down to pre injury. Well, and levels. I'll tell you what, and, and I'll say something. I want to say on I top of that because this. this is I think okay. very pertinent. Uh, the NBA, and I think when you're talking about your knees and your legs, probably a far more stressful sport and league because you can also play multiple times a week, sometimes three three games in a week, four. Back-to-back, uh, -back, you have games two days in a row. Um, those, these guys are jumping all over the place, knocking knees, you know, smacking into people in the air. Um, so uh, these guys come back from these injuries fairly often, and I think the, the most important stuff is to think about, like, a guy like Kristaps Porzingis, who's just come off a full season without any re-injury, and he did... He's also, like, He's 7'3", seven seven as well, exactly. Um, and he... <laughs> did what you said he he sort of went beyond the the recommended break and and pulled it to more like 12 months and bam you're, you're looking fine at this point kevin durant is a guy yeah. who's looking to come back he extended his recovery and didn't come back for the whole year this year so that he could make sure to get beyond that that time frame of re-injury so a lot of guys are very conscious of that um, so it's a, it's a real thing, yeah. and and it's good news that Abubakar has not been re-injured. But the only caveat to that is, uh, apparently, the from the grapevine we've heard multiple times that the doctors identified his knee as being prone to injury before he ever got an injury. Um, so I guess that probably adds to their concern. It's like the previous injury percentage plus the apparent reported uh, susceptibility of knee injuries. Um, so I guess that makes it a little bit more risky than just a typical player two years out from an ACL. Um, but in general, I think based on the numbers we're hearing, free transfer, one in 1.5 million, 1 million salary for a player that was worth 25 million just two years ago. And if he's willing to sign um, all kinds of contracts <laughs> or clauses, yeah. I, I bet I bet it's way less okay, than 1.5 million. I bet, I bet it's maybe like 750K. With clauses that bring it up to 1.5 or 2. Yeah. Games. I mean, there. Were, I think he started like one game for Porto in the Europa League, scored two goals. And then everyone, and then they're like, oh, we're not going to let him go anymore. And then he just like didn't really play again after that. Um, he's played like 180 minutes in the past season. <laughs> it's really not, it's not, it's not like a fair, you know, Abubakar is the, the biggest confidence player I think I've ever seen in my life. He goes from, you know, like an, an amazing striker who can, do outlandish things to like a scared girl within 10 minutes you know it, it a player considering he has he's played so little i just feel like if you give him any sort of consistent play um i could see him easily being you know a top scorer for us yeah no. i just remember that last time he played for us he was struggling then african cup of nations came he was garbage the whole time and the final he scored like this outrageous goal to beat uh el neni salah in egypt mm -hmm. I'd love to bring that guy up. You know, just, you know, just chest it, flicks it over the guy's head, volley from 20 meters. And then he just keeps and then after that he came back. Episodes. This guy can't go away. He just came back and, and he played like, you know, like a monster after that. That's when he scored against Apoel, mm -hmm. I think Olympiacos and all those guys. You know, he was really on it. Um, just got to give him that confidence and hope he doesn't get hurt. So I, I would take that risk any day for the cost. I'd rather risk a Bubakar than overspend on Kalinic who I know and we should mention no we should mention there's talk of maybe an Italian and a Spanish side looking for Abubakar as well but I think unlike with Kalinic uh, Abubakar has made it very clear that he wants to come back and play for Besiktas yeah I think if you remember when he when Porto played he came to our locker room to celebrate that's right exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. so no he, he like I, I, in my honest opinion sign this man up um Worst case, like, you know, sell off Laren as well and bring in another guy, but like lock in the one guy, you know? So you lock him in and then you maybe shop Laren while you're sort of looking Also, for he can play as a winger and a striker. Yeah, and I think he could play next to Laren even if you, if you were getting real funky. Yeah. Uh, like in the domestic flexibility uh, against uh, Hatai or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I, I don't know. He's 28, he's dirt cheap, so there's a bit of a, like, polishing up a diamond you know you, who knows what what if he really pans out i mean his value has like decreased by like three thousand exactly that's what i'm saying he oh. put, <laughs> he puts together two good seasons for us and stays on the pitch 
six good months if we're being honest if you put together six good months you would just imagine that the the offers would come in yeah, right but away I, I i want um, him to stick around man why gotta be a jerk yeah because <laughs> you know i mean that's the other thing at 28 right i remember the ideal sort of uh, uh the, the rule by some that like guys who were particularly good on the books like arsene wenger back in the day used to be he was famous for keeping guys till they were 30 but no matter how good those guys were at 30 he'd sell them regardless because that's where you get prime money right Abu Bakr could the theoretically recover his himself and some by the time he's 30 and then earn us some serious money so I I'm all for it um, I, I believe enough in like Laren too by the way. I really do believe enough in Laren as a backup um, and as like a or, or one and a half rather than even two striker um, Meaning they could play I together I think we need sometime. to rotate, and Ubud cannot rotate, and Guven is not playing at all. Exactly. Exactly. So that's my verdict. I'm down for Abubakar. I don't see why not. Um, there's talk of, like, Diego Souza, a guy for, who used to play for um, Braga. Benfica and Braga. I think, yeah, Benfica, yeah. but I don't know what the deal is. I've never heard. He's not, he hasn't really had a good season ever. Yeah, I think Abubakar is, uh, we'll know soon. Does that either continue to heat up or die right back off with Amanur Chibi coming out and saying something weird? So, I mean, in a weird way, again, never wanted him anyway. Yeah, yeah, he was never on the list. Uh, in a weird way, I think getting the one-one here is ideal in that we didn't draft points fully, but it does put a little pressure on the board. There's, a, I think, a clear consensus that the big kind of hole in the lineup is the striker now and the inability to put goals in the net. So and we have a game in three days. Yeah, so. Uh, but so yeah, let's let's quickly do that before we sign out, and we're almost signing out, folks. Sorry, we're back on the one-hour episodes again. Um, so quickly, there is news: Europe, and this is actually going to be our next match. It's this coming Thursday, um, which is going to be uh, September twenty-fourth, I believe. Twenty-fourth, yes, indeed. So September twenty-fourth, Thursday, one p.m. here in. The New York on the eastern coast of the United States. So again, check your local listings. I believe that means 8 p.m. for those of you in Turkey. Um, I think you guys are seven hours ahead, but whatever. Check your listings, as always. Don't trust us goons. Um, yeah, we are going to definitely play, and this is actually news. I'm going to put a drum roll on this. Rio Ave from Portugal. They have defeated, I think it was Serbian opposition, right? Yeah, Borak Bang Banya so How'd they beat him? It was 0 0 in the 90th minute, and then uh, Riov squeezed out two stoppage time goals. So, barely, you could say. Um, they barely beat him. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit. They got that late winner, and then you would assume the other team threw seven players into the other box and conceded. Exactly. As happens um, <laughs> in every league you know, the, of the world. Typical. So, it was uh, not, not to say that they. Didn't deserve to win. Um, I think in their league game they tied also this against weekend, Tondela. but they had like seventy percent possession against Tondela, yeah, Boyd's former <laughs> team. Um, but so it, it looks like they're a team that likes to possess at least against smaller teams. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, come out to face us if they are uh, a ballsy team or if they park the bus. And there's other news though. <clears throat> Let's follow it up here. Another yeah, drum roll, so please. We have Winner UEFA managed to rig the yeah, time. Yeah, so the winner of our match will be playing against Evron, Drumroll. Either Bodo Glimped or AC Milan. <laughs> uh, depending on who wins in their uh, match, yeah. their, their competition between each other. Um, Bodo Glimped, to their advantage, they, they usually start their season earlier, right? So they might be in yeah. full swing. All I know about them is uh, Badu Indiaya used to play there. Um, that's all I really know about right. him. Um, and that they're from Norway, I believe. I'll say but, this uh, much. I guess what we will learn from their match, and let's hope we beat Leo Ave. It's not by any means a guarantee, but yeah. we'll learn a little bit about AC Milan based on how they perform against Bodo Glimt. If Bodo Glimt gives them yeah, a Yeah, they already played a qualifier. So they beat Shamrock Rovers only 2-0. But they obviously have um, Hakan Chalhanulu, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Amongst others, um, by far the hardest unseeded team that we could have gotten. Probably harder than any seeded yeah. team. I wish honest. we had time to um, go over all the options we could have had instead of Milan. Uh, but it's already been announced. Yeah, it was, it was we, basically we, just not Milan. Was kind it was of anyone but I Milan that we wanted. We got Milan, of course. <laughs> of course. 
So we can hope um, to see I guess, uh, is Latan yeah, running forward against Nejip in defense. <laughs> That's gonna be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, they have they have some good players from goalie to striker. Um, let's just put it that way. And by good, I mean really good. Um, so, yeah. um, you know, I think we can definitely beat them. But it's like you know, out of all the teams that you could get in a in a one-off game, um, AC Milan. You know, to be fair, I feel like it's one of those games like the players will be like amped up finally. But you know, that's how Turkish teams are—they show up when they feel yeah. like it. So you know, but I could also see like you know we pull one of those things where focus on that game and then lose. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm more worried about Leo Avin so. now that we have like someone to worry about in the next round. Um, besides that, I should mention before uh, any sort of Milan stuff. Uh, after Leo Ava, we're playing um, Konyaspor on Sunday. Um, yeah. On the road again, so we're, we're heading out east to Konya. Um, but that's going to be Sunday. It's, it's scheduled for 9 a.m. at the moment here, uh, which so it's an early afternoon game over in Turkey. I'm guessing it's getting cold there already. Maybe I don't it's know. something related to that. I'm not sure I'm what's not sure going Turkey, on. I know Erzurum has early games also. Uh, but so anyway, yeah, stay tuned for more. We may be back after the Leo Avin match, perhaps not and we'll come back just for our regularly scheduled episode yeah probably just if we win <laughs> yeah if we're really bummed i mean who knows but perhaps there will also be a, a a transfer for us to be excited about you know, maybe there will be a great reason for us to be back midweek and maybe not we'll be super depressed and there'll be nothing to talk about uh but yeah we obviously hope for the best um stay tuned for more i don't think there's any other news to mention is there nope no yeah, we're, on, we're running on late here we're, this is Another long episode. Um, but yeah, as always, stay tuned for more. We'll be back after one of these matches, if not after both of them. Um, follow us on Twitter uh, and on Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Eagles underscore podcast. On Instagram, it's Black Eagles podcast, one word. Um, all right, so <laughs> Evron has deactivated his Facebook or his Twitter now for some reason. Um, he's going professional, so I guess he's just trying to erase all uh, his internet history. But uh, anyway, we'll be back with his <laughs> information on Twitter. You can always follow me, of course, at Sir underscore writes underscore a lot. Um, and yeah, of course, uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, so I don't think there's anything else to say. Of course, we're going back to Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.